Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yes Law, the lyrical dive into Anderson Pack's discography. And today we will be taking a look at the fourth track off of his third studio album, Oxnard. And this song is Who Are You? Who Are You is actually released as the second single of the album on November 9th of 2018, which was a week before the album dropped. And obviously, since it was that close, it was the uh, final single of the album. And it was also produced by Dr. Dre and Melvin Henderson. And actually, I believe this is the first Dreby in, like, almost a year. Like, he had that short interlude on Eminem's album. And, like, he hadn't done much since Compton either. Like, he had that verse on Game's album. Uh, he produced that T.I. song, Dope. Um, and then the Eminem interlude, and then... He was hard at work on this album. Uh, and additional production is done by Dem Joints and Andre Brissett. And the additional vocals are provided by Dr. Dre, who ad-libs throughout some parts of the song, and also Coco Sari, or Sarai, or however you pronounce it. Um, and yeah, that's all I really have to say about this. And yeah, let's get into Who Are You? The song begins with a quick intro, which starts with, They want my business on the front page. Everyone wants to know everything he ever does. I put prescription in Dior frames. Anderson is wealthy enough to the point that he cannot do anything standard, but rather everything has to be luxurious, so he's putting these luxurious Dior frames onto his prescription glasses, which are the standard glasses that most normal people have i had the vision back in 12th grade that i'd be killing shit with Doc dre so he's dreamed of doing this ever since he was young and now he dreams his dreams are finally coming true and he eventually did work with Doc dre he had those features on compton and he even dre even produced an adlib on this very song and he executive produced this very album so yeah your his vision from 12th grade is now coming true so i guess that could also be a motivation as to like keep your dreams and aspirations like keep being persistent and this kind of shit will uh happen to you if you just keep dreaming and keep reaching for the stars after this we get into the pre-chorus which he starts with i never wanted to ever be over this feeling is so good that he does not want to end i'm out in philly i thought it'd be colder since he is used to the weather in california he would expect it to be colder since philadelphia tends to have much lower temperatures but since he is so hot right now he doesn't even feel cold drunk off the licky i might need a chauffeur he is so drunk that he needs help Going where he needs to go. Check out my jiggy. Check out my... uh. Anderson is doing his dance moves and cannot control himself while doing so. Which could also be a comment on how good they are. He is asking for people's attention. And that's really it. That's all there really is to his pre-chorus. And after this, obviously, a chorus follows. So he starts off the chorus with, Now who are you? Ah, no, no. What you do? Ah, no, no. He is talking to someone likely getting up in his business, asking this person who they are, what they're doing, and in doing so, he's essentially telling them to fuck off. 
You sure a few? Oh, no, no, hold up. He's asking this person who seems like a media person or personality or something like that. They are so short on material that they have to get into the private business to find something to get an audience, to get that paycheck, to get a story, and to, like, just have something to put out. Pull my sticky out the jar, come on. Anderson mentioned this could be a reference to both General Laura's drum six, and he mentioned in that interview that he likes to keep it vague, so it's like, it can be up for interpretation to make analytical shit like this. If it is the former, he is likely telling the person to get off his dick, and while this is definitely not a literal sense, because this is like a saying, saying like, just get out of my business, um, this would make the jar, the vagina, or the asshole, depending on what it would be in. Obviously, gender would be a factor, because if it was a male, obviously the only place he could be in is the asshole. But if it was female, he he also has another option. And if it is his drumsticks, he is telling someone to get his drumsticks for him so he could play the song. Or to, like, just whack it at the person, just get them away from him. So, yeah, either one works really well for this scenario. After this, we get into the first verse of the song, which with, Ooh, Savage, that's a nice get-up. International rockin' Japanese denim. He's commenting likely about himself in the third person or someone else's perspective on someone's nice get-up. And this also could be a shout-out to 21 Savage, um, his co-XXL freshman and i know it sounds like a stretch but like he collaborated with timberland in 2016 to make them boots even though they might not be like japanese denim but never know um he they were in the 2016 freshman class together obviously um anderson we know um fucked with 21 because he actually follows him on on Twitter, I checked, um, and, yeah, and they also, I guess, are kind of similar in the ways, like, alright, well, like, Anderson doesn't really do, like, the hard, like, the hard trap rap that 21 does, or rap about gang warfare, but, like, like, later in the song, Anderson talks about, like, gang banging and shit like that, and, like, 21 actually does rap about that, so... Yeah, I mean, it's probably a stretch, but, like, I just thought I'd bring it up and it sounded possible. Enough gas to get you above average. Someone is telling Anderson that his peak is only slightly above the bar and he will not have any longevity. How many more drags do I have to puff from my cigar? Now, he's continuing the voice from the previous bar, which means he's probably embodying the same character. And he's describing this character as, like, this snobby, entitled, pretentious uh, douche that basically thinks he knows everything about music. I mean, someone that acts like that is probably not credible at all. New enemies, they bring in my old ways back, back in the day. Would have wasted, had your whole face smack, look at you N-words, wonder why I fucking hate rap. Ooh, will make you want to go and say that, and I'm pretty sure that's Coco Sarai. Um, talking, like, with Anderson on that bar. Along the way, he's made enemies in the industry. Back when he was growing up, they would have been sorry about that, but now, since this generation is so soft, there is... 
not much you can do about it. These are the people that give rap a bad reputation. And I'm not on another way, and I'm put with, and I'm on another wave, and I'm putting on suede. He's on another level higher up than most artists. Suede is the type of leather that he can wear, that you can wear. It goes for high prices. But it's also the name of the song by No Worries, which got him signed to Dr. Dre and basically introduced him to the mainstream. And like, if he puts on the song, then like it'll shut up, shut everyone out. Up. And we're feeling overpaid. Fuck, I'm supposed to do. People's money issues are not his problem. He's not the one to talk to to do about it. And then he ends the verse off with, Don't nobody know your name. We ain't never seen your face. You ain't ever gangbang. What you trying to prove? And there's a gangbang that I talked about earlier. He's showing shots at people who are nobody. Nobody knows them. Never had the struggle that he had coming up. And they don't have anything really to say with their music so that is what i got out of the verse first and then after that he goes pre-chorus and chorus again and then we move on to our second verse so the second verse begins with i've been coming through the process and you can't see me on the lockness you can proceed with caution he's been quietly making his way through the industry to the top the lockness monster is a myth- mythical creature and he's comparing himself to it as no one has seen him. He's also calling himself potentially dangerous as he warns people to proceed with caution because he could sneak up and take him over. Get the proceeds to my godkids. Any money he gets from these takeovers will go to his godchildren. Older in my conscience, same Edward my pop is. As he is clearing his conscience, he realizes that he is not much different from his father. Lame Edward's want pop shit, get dropkick by dropkick. Um, if somebody wants to try and bring him down, anything will do so, like, basically do that to them, and it will be quick and swift, like a dropkick. Why you gotta lie to me so much, babe? You tell me the same shit that you told what's-his-name. If it don't work out, it'll go back to hustling. Couple hundred thousand up in his mother's name. Peace. He discovers his girlfriend's cheating on him, and he discovers she is likely in it for the money if he's unable to get this to work he'll be back in square one this could also be a metaphor for the music industry if it doesn't work out then you're back to hustling world peace and words talk about don't shoot tell that the police I'm scared and none and none of them prepared i could see this is a criticism of police who shoot and kill unarmed black people because of the color of their skin. And, like, this line is still relevant today. And, yeah, I'm gonna just address this right now. I'm probably gonna go more into it in my Six Summers episode, which is... I'm actually gonna try and get that out as soon as possible. Um, because there is some stuff I want to talk about that is also touched about in the song. But I will talk about it here, like... This is still happening, and like especially recently with the recent killings of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, uh, George Floyd, and that's basically like these people are being murdered for the color of their skin, and like they're also like there's not really cause to kill them. Like they, like some of them are just randomly getting arrested for like stupid charges none of them are resisting arrest some of them are just out and about minding their own business and like 
like, I'm not really with that 1312 shit because, like, I know, I personally do know a lot of good cops and, like, where I live, there's not really much shit that goes down with racism or anything like that, but, like, shit needs to change. That is all I have to say for now on that matter. And then, yeah, let's just go back to, like, talking about the subject at hand because I'm not really I don't really want to bring too much negativity here so I'll just finish up the verse which he finishes off with promise I'm going to get them commas before I decease if he ever falls off he at least wants to do so after getting his money and that is where we end the second verse and then after this we get the pre-chorus and the chorus and then songs basically over with the exception of a quick outro by dr dre this outro is very quick it's just one line it's dr dre saying hey ap let ride out ray is telling anderson to take the wheel symbolizing a torch passing moment between the two and they have he has done a lot of torch passing with his um proteges like for example his um like, I guess we could consider Bad Guys Always Die with Eminem a torch passing because it kind of, like, um, shows, like, him going back and forth and, like, meeting someone new and basically just getting along with him really well or, and shit like that. Um, and there's also Coachella 2011 where he basically brought Kendrick up on stage to pass the torch. Um... And now here he is passing the torch to Anderson Pack, just having him take the wheel. And that's what I got out of the outro. And now we are done with the song. And now let's do the conclusion. See what this is really about. Who are you see the Anderson come at the people who have criticized him or come at him in any way? He points out their irrelevance and how they are at much lower level than he is. Who is blasting the top and is unstoppable. Anybody who comes out of him will basically just be put down immediately. And he also uses this as a big platform to like discuss other matters. And also show like basically the effects that um, the fame is having on him. Like he now has a platform to speak about shit like police brutality. And also he has girls coming for him just for the money and clout. And yeah, that is really it. So thank you guys for uh, listening to this. Um, really enjoyed making it. I know this is first episode in a little bit, but like, like the reason I hadn't recorded in a little bit is just because I needed to take my time for myself. I actually went on vacation last week just to like help clear my mind with all the shit going on right now, like the whole Corona shit, and now recently the whole. Um, police brutality and all everything that's going on then like yeah it's it's going tough right now but this um like I really hope this does give like at least some sort of like like if I can make one person happy I'm I'm cool with that cause like that one person like knowing that I managed to, like, make them happy, that would be, like, that would be something that would, I don't know, just make me feel good. 
So if you are, thank you. And I'd love to chat with you. Like DM me on Twitter or Instagram and yeah, I'll be glad to talk. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Um, means a lot to me. Um, I'll try and get that six summers episode out expeditiously because there is um which i want to talk about in that episode specifically um follow the twitter and instagram yes loud pod um and be sure to like rate five stars upload the reddit post and find a way to like spread it out spread the word so work and get out more um and yeah thank you guys for listening and i will catch you guys next time take care guys